know, for the most part, it is changing hearts and minds. It's not about, is our catalog good? Is our, is our graphics awesome? You know, can you spin the car around? Can you put, can you put stuff on it to see what it looks like? It, it's about, oh, my sales department doesn't want to do it. Or my GM's new and he doesn't want to do accessories. I mean, it, it, we are, well, all we are is just battling objections to what seems to be such a natural fit at the time that you are s- buy- selling the car. I mean, it's a hundred percent of the opportunity yes. to sell accessories on a brand new car. It, You're not competing against anyone. No one. As soon as that car rolls off the curb, you are now competing with everybody. Welcome to the Strategy with Jason podcast. Tune in for everything you need to know to stay in the know regarding the automotive industry. Here's your host, Jason Harris. Hey, 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 what's going on, Podcast Nation? It is Jason Harris here, and thank you for joining me on another episode of The Drive, Las Vegas edition. We are here in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, at the Central Actually, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? When you come to Vegas as many times as we probably have. Yes. Okay, yeah, all right. I'll go with you. Maybe it's not the right word. <laughs> but I have David with Insog with me. David, how you doing, man? Doing awesome. How are you? Good. I'm good. Thanks for taking the time yeah. to come jam with me. Um, we got a great topic, some fun stuff we're going to talk about today. But before we kind of get into that, I love kicking off these podcasts with a little origin story. Because sure. eh? I'm fascinated. Um, because, you know, <laughs> no one just wakes up one day and just goes, yeah, I'm going to be in the automotive industry. No. Um, so let's let's kick it off at how you got started in this crazy little world we call the automotive industry. Sure, yeah. If you had given me a survey in college and you had listed out 20 businesses and left car dealership off, I still would not have selected that, right? Uh, so yeah, my origin story is uh, kind of fun, uh, I, I think. Um, uh, I was a journalism uh, minor, English major, journalism minor, and had all intentions of going into the newspaper business. Remember, remember those things, yeah, the newspapers? Like, yeah, yeah. And uh, in college, uh, I decided that um, being in the newspaper was awesome and what I wanted to do and to get to where I was in college as an editor in chief and running a you know, twice a week newspaper to get into the real world and be that editor in chief at a, you know, a high level was going to take like 30 years. And I, I mean, I just, I didn't have the patience for that. So, uh, I got into marketing and that led into uh, new media design and web development. Uh, and as an English major, I was pretty good at JavaScript somehow, some way. <laughs> and, um, it blossomed into a you know beginning of a career designing web pages and um, creating uh, new media stuff. Well, um, through connections and family connections, I got introduced to um, a distributorship in Florida that wanted to have a website. Okay. And the first meeting was hilarious. They were like, yeah, we want this page and we want it to have all 150 logos of all of the you know brands that we promote. Yep. And it's like, okay, so you want a page of logos. <laughs> this is going to be an awesome project. So um, what it turned into actually was uh, they had a catalog of air conditioning parts on CD-ROM, remember mm-hmm. those? Yeah. And it was formatted in an access database. <laughs> I've lost half the audience. <laughs> and uh, they asked me to review, so hey, what? how would? How w- should we do this differently? And uh, it turned into, well, 
who cares if it's on a CD-ROM or it's uh, or if it's in an access database? You've heard of the web, right? So let's put it out on the web. Let's put it out on the web. There we go. So I helped this company launch the very first air conditioning uh, radiator catalog online. It was called Prime Source Auto. Okay. And um, that is what really started my career in the automotive industry, and uh, it uh, led into through a bunch of. You know, um, I usually tell this story with beer, you know, so I mean, it's, I'm, I'm fast forwarding through a lot of really good stuff. Uh, but, but yeah, so it led to um, accessories. And uh, I was with this company, they ended up buying my company in 2001, um, that my customer. And uh, we, you know, joined forces and um, they came to me after we had this whole uh, Prime Source Auto thing up and running, and then we actually started working on an AC Delco catalog okay. uh, at the same time. And they came to me and like, those. "Hey, <laughs> yeah, hey, we have a uh, we have a spreadsheet of GM accessories. Can you do anything with this?" I was like, "Yes, leave me alone." <laughs> yes. And so uh, we turned that into um, what was the the very original GMAccessories.net. And That's we cool. were the very first GM Accessories catalog online. There was another competitor that was out there. They didn't have an online presence. We were the first online one. And that was back in 2001 and 2002. So I spent ah, the first, early, early you know, 2001 awesome. until 2008, we were the GM Accessories catalog uh, for all dealerships and, and uh, ADIs, these distributors out there. Mm -hmm. So it was an awesome time. It was a very fun time. It was, you know, uh, we had 42 distributors out there in, uh, that were GM Accessories distributors. They were all customers of Insignia Group, except one. There was one holdout, you know. Um, there had to be that one. There had to be uh, the one. <laughs> and, and that's how I got into the car business. And I've, you know, been here ever since. So 2001 was really kind of the introduction. And, um, you know, Insignia Group has uh, made its, you know, continue to make its way through all kinds of thick and thin. And mm -hmm. here we are in our 20-something year of uh, helping awesome. dealerships sell accessories. So, yeah. Well, and I love, I gotta be honest with you, David, I don't get to talk about accessories as much <laughs> as, and, and, but accessories was such a huge part of my career as, as a salesperson and then a, a big part of my success as a dealer principal. You are a rare breed. Um, well, you know what? I, it was funny. I, I remember, didn't have more of you. I remember I was working at a GM dealership. So funny you say that. Yeah. Uh, 299, 2000. Yep. That's yeah. that's when I started. Yeah. And um, I remember selling this truck and this guy wanted, he wanted a tonneau cover and he wanted a lift kit. He wanted 35 inch tires. And I was like, a young salesperson. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh -huh. Okay, uh -huh. sure. Yeah. yeah well, I, well, I take this list on a, you know, chicken scratch on a piece of paper to my parts manager and it's just, <sighs> yeah, exactly. Uh, just, this, just like okay. you are a giant yes, pain in my you are a pain beep. in my ass. But sure enough, he did. Sat around and I waited because I didn't know any better. Right, I just grabbed a coffee, waited for him to fill it out, and give me the quote, brought it back, sold it, and then a few days later, I get my commission off this deal. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. For doing that? Yeah. And I was like, I was hook, line, and sink. Yeah. I was, I, I was. I became the accessory guy. Awesome. Right. Yeah. I just knew every single accessory that was possibly available, and I did. I, my my average transaction was over two thousand dollars accessories per, nice. per unit sold. Nice. Wow, that's um, solid. You know, some obviously much lower, some obviously much bigger. Sure. Right? Yeah. You know, but that was that 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 was the average, and so I I I, I made a lot of money off the accessories. So then when I became fast forward, you know, twelve years later, became the dealer principal. Um, 
I bought into a Mitsubishi dealership. Mm. You know, like young dealer principals will do. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You know, that's a really good starting <laughs> franchise, right? And I just loved accessories. And yeah. you know what? The thing with Mitsubishi is you had the 10-year warranty, right? Mm. Uh-huh. So warranty was a little tough to sell when you're already getting a 10-year 10 10-year 10 powertrain, right? Yeah. So I had to default to accessories. Yeah. And I, I did. I just I loved doing it. I made a lot of money doing it. It was just and but it was fun because for me, accessories really became an experience around the purchase, right? Let's yeah. make this your vehicle, you know, your vehicle. Yeah. Um, you know, but to your point, a lot of dealers have embraced that. Yeah, I mean, as you're a checking, experience. I mean, you're checking all the boxes that we scratch our head every day and wonder why is this business so hard? You know, why is Insignia Group and what we try to infuse in dealerships such a slog. I mean, it, yeah. it's been a 20 year slog. I mean, there were some good days and there were some really bad days, but you know, for the most part, it is changing hearts and minds. It's not about, is our catalog good? Mm-hmm. Is our, is our graphics awesome? You know, can you spin the car around? Can you put, can you put stuff on it to see what it looks like? It, it's about, oh, my sales department doesn't want to do it. Or my GM's new and he doesn't want to do accessories. I mean, it, it, we are, well, all we are is just battling objections to what seems to be such a natural fit at the time that you are selling the car. I mean, it's a hundred percent of the opportunity yes. to sell accessories on a brand new car. It, You're not competing against anyone. No and one. As soon as that car rolls off the curb, you are now competing with everybody. Well, you know what and, I think what it is for a lot of people, it's an operational thing. Yeah. Oh, um, oh you know, very much. Well, there's oh, an operational yeah. thing, and then I think there's a political thing too, because yeah. I still think a lot of dealerships are not, not. There's a lot that don't, but there's a lot of dealerships out there that still operate in silos. Yep. Yes. All right. Yeah. And you know, and that that started because that's just how they presented on a PNL. Yep. You know, you had different departments, different PNLs, then you had your full PNL for the whole for the whole dealership, and and I think because of that, that's how a lot of ownership viewed it. Yes. And you know, the the handoff or the integration of these silos was just not something on their list, right? right. I to, move metal and I service metal. Right. Well, and you have to get parts, service, and sales all to agree, yes. all to be on the same page, and all to be operating with a standard set of procedures, Yes. right? And so that is a big part of what we do, what we've done for a very long time. Um, in From 2002 to 2008, our growth curve was like the, you know, that crazy awesome you saw it, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, you see yeah. you've, like examples of it. Um, in 2008, we all know what happened. So that became a very terrifying time. We went mm-hmm. from signing up um, 80 to 100 stores a month to losing. No, let me take flip it over. We, we were signing up about 40 new stores a month. And then we in December of 2008, oh, we lost well. 100 stores in one month, 100 yeah. cancellations. It was terrifying, right? So from 2008 until 2000 and about 12, when the recovery was happening, we were just hanging on for dear life. We were doing everything we could do to diversify and and just survive. And we did. And in about 2011, 2012, we signed up some, some OEMs. We launched nationally with Kia and Hyundai. And what we recognized is, okay, the solution is pretty much the same and we, we've continued to enhance the visualization yep. you know we've added new features there's a lot more customization you can make from a dealership standpoint it's gotten more, way more visual yeah, but I they're just yep. not getting it you know the store just isn't <laughs> getting it and and we were 
Eve were equally terrified because, okay, we just signed up Kia. We, we should go sign up every single store in the country. And it was like, yeah, it was like this response, yeah, sort of. And so- Because it requires process. Because they were, that's it. They were lacking the process. And so 2012, yes. we made this ginormous change in our whole approach. We were now a consulting company. Oh, see, there you go. Oh, yes. Oh, and 100%. we have software to help you. Yes. Right? We came in to say, we're going to change your process. Oh, but we have software that help you change the process. It wasn't, hey, we've got a great catalog and we can do this and it's all cool and look at this new web thing. Ooh, cool. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was, I need to see your general manager. I need their general manager, sales manager, your parts manager, your service manager, first meeting. Yes. And we're going to knock some heads and we're going to get all the, the, you know, the horrible skeletons out in the closet. Let's <laughs> get them all Because out. one time Jeff sold it to the sales department and screwed over Bob in the sales department that one time. They got installed on the wrong vehicle. Yeah, oh, that, oh yeah, that's <laughs> Clyde came in and installed it on the wrong vehicle. So that one time. So we were like the consulting company, we should have changed ours the one time. Yes, right? the one time. The one time, no more accessories. So, uh, so in 2012, we made that massive change. And we've been on that track of consulting first, really until 2020. I mean, now we've flipped the script back and now we are more content and content syndication. So what's really cool is in 2020, we rolled out an API, right place, right time, because we had already conversations with digital retail partners mm -hmm. who were already receiving data from us and they wanted to enhance the experience because, well, everybody was buying a car at home. But digital retailing is actually kind of a perfect example of what you were just talking about because it's digital retailing is a process. Yeah, it's a technology second, but a process first. Right. Um, so, but but that's cool. You guys made that transition. Now you now, now it's really open out there. We're going to help this new buying experience. Yes, hundred percent. And so that's for the digital dealer. That's what our my session was about. Was sort of the, you know three things that you can really promote in helping to bridge this gap because we are like you said it's a process and look mm -hmm. digital retailing was around before covid i was before doing digital pandemic. retailing before it was called digital exactly because it was a process exactly now we have technology that helps us support the 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 flow the linear right. flow of the Correct. process and so what we what we've done and what we've worked to do in this process is in that flow that you just talked about, we talk about a, a sort of a train trip. Yeah, that's and, a good way to look at it. Uh, and so now, instead of accessories being the Pepsi or Coke or peanuts on the way, right? <laughs> Would you like a refreshment on your on your way to the buying the car? Yep. Now it's, okay, we're having a stop. Oh, we're stopping at the accessory stop. Okay, yes. let's get out of the train. Let's look around. Let's see what we like for our car. Let's put it on the car and then let's get back on the train and go to the next step. Well, and, and it's funny that you say that that, that it's that, that stop. For for me and my dealership, I physically made it a stop. Yeah. I actually right. had an accessory lounge. Awesome. And yeah. before you could go write a deal, you had to take your visit to the accessory lounge. Nice. And it was yeah. a great place where you could sit down where and Where were you? Them. Why couldn't I carbon <laughs> copy you in 2012? Jeez. Well, that's because- You'd have saved me a hell of a lot of money if I could have just promoted you. <laughs> that's because when I was a salesperson, <laughs> I, I got a taste for it and I'm yeah. like, this tastes good. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's fantastic. But you know what? Um, I know we're getting towards the telling because we're about to turn in here uh, to the hotel. But you know, for the people out there that are watching, listening right now, and they want to start building out that process or building out that accessory stop. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What advice would you give them? 
Well, two things. Uh, the old way or the sort of the classic way that you did and everybody does with success is sell the car, then present it the accessories as mm-hmm. a addition in between selling the car and going to F&I. It was a great transition to F&I. Yeah, nice because it, it, it kept the buyer in the buying mode. It kept them on that buying high. Um, it continued to have them invest in the vehicle that they're about to get yes, an F&I with. Exactly. And the then closing ratio you're set, uh, exactly, you're setting up your closer to sell warranty. Well, well, with all these accessories, you don't, you want an extended warranty? It's a lay down, you know? <laughs> yes. Which was funny, because I always like to argue with finance managers because they were our first line of, no, 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 stay out of our lane, right? Because they saw the hard ads as a way to get rid of the soft ads. And I'm like, are you out of your mind? I'm setting you up for success. I'm giving you hard ads that you can then come back on the backside and say, yeah, don't you want to cover that with an extended warranty? It's a laydown. I can do that and I'm an English major and you're a closer, you know? So it was always a fun argument. Um, So that's the classic way it was done. And that will remain as long as there is that process that brings the customer into the showroom Mm -hmm. to go into F&I. Now with digital retailing, the, the, the big change here is that what's happening is they're going to select accessories as they're selecting the car, yes. which is what's so cool, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not optional. That's the big process change here. Mm-hmm. You don't have a salesperson that gets in the way and it goes, eh, I don't want to show accessories to this guy. You know, he's <laughs> like a 650 beacon. There's no way this is going to happen. And I'll tell you another funny story. It's your, it's kind of like your, where the guy came in and wanted um, to buy uh, all the accessories of the truck. I trained this finance manager and he gave me every reason he was not going to do this. Every (laughs) single reason there is in the book. And I said, look, man, just try it just once, right? Just give me one shot at it. So he says, okay, I leave the store. Literally two hours later, I Mm -hmm. get a call. He's like, you are not going to believe this. He gives me the story that he's talking to a guy. He's selling a guy, low uh, beacon score, right? Was barely getting him financed. The guy at the last minute goes, I want this, this, and this. Tano, co- same kind of thing. Tano yep. cover this. And this guy's going, there's no way. And he goes, oh, and I'm paying cash for the accessories. <laughs> $1,200 on the table in cash right then and there. there he was like, holy, you know what? It's so a, anyway. It's amazing so, when you bet it into the process. Exactly. So that's <laughs> what's happens. so great about the, this next phase is in the digital retailing process, it's not an option. No. Right. It's a it's a stop along the train tracks. Yes. And that that excites the hell out of us because now we're we are syndicating our information out into those spaces. Mm-hmm. We're allowing customers to experience our technology, our content for the benefit of the dealership to sell the stuff that they have sitting in their parts department right. that they want to sell anyway. Well, it makes it an experience, enhances the experience as long as you commit to the process. Uh, David, for everybody out there that's watching and listening right now and maybe love to connect with you, I mean, learn yeah. more about the company, awesome. you can follow along with your journey. What, what's the best way to do so? So for me personally, uh, look me up on LinkedIn, uh, David Stringer. Uh, the company's name is Insignia Group. Uh, so you can always go to insigniagroup.com. Um, and we're on social media. We're on Facebook. Uh, we've got a great team, you know, so yeah, please reach out to us. We'd love to talk to you. Awesome, man. Thanks for doing Thank this. you very it's much. I really fun. appreciate it. Thank yes, sir. You. Thanks for tuning in to the Strategy with Jason podcast with your host, Jason Harris. Don't want to miss new content? Be sure to check out the full podcast library at strategywithjason.com to stay in the know. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Happy podcasting.